0: I'm pissed off now because I've got to go and take this in and get frets redone on it. And, Why would and you be they, pissed at that? That's well, it's silly. not that I'm pissed at doing that. I mean, I don't mind doing that part. It's just that it costs a an arm and a leg to get it sorted out.
1: Oh man, if you only got paid good money, that's. <laughs> Just sell one of the guitars you have. Shut your
2: filthy mouth. Shut your <laughs> ugly, nasty, <laughs> filthy mouth, Joel Esler. Have you guys considered an illustrious career in cybercrime?
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> this is beers with house.
3: Dress, beers, and mouth. Welcome back to Beers with Talos, Episode sixty one. Today is August thirtieth, two thousand nineteen, and we are going to get a podcast in before I get demolished by a hurricane. How's everybody feeling today?
5: I don't think. More, more don't think importantly, you're too. making us so be uh, here late on Friday before a three day weekend. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you're going to lose the hard drive. Yeah, and We I'm all lost, the lost an hour. <laughs> Like, this is going to take at least an hour. <laughs>
1: maybe, maybe, Unbelievable. maybe. I like the fact that Mitch didn't say welcome or welcome back because he knows that all the people that are listening to this podcast are, there's no net new people. It's all it's <laughs> I all was referring to like, mom. Just downloading. Hey, mom. I, hey, grandpa. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm referring more
3: to the fact that everybody already listens to this podcast. And if you're not.
1: Yeah, nice try, buddy. Nice try. Okay. So let's start <laughs> this one off
3: the way we start off. Every episode when we're all here, by going around the table, the sort has dictated. Nigel, you are up first today. Oh. Hey, Mitchell. Hey, Nigel. Nigel, that's, so, a, that's a beautiful little telly you're holding in your hands there, isn't it?
0: Yeah, this is a 1971 Fender Telecaster that um, I'm in the progress of kind of uh, restoring a little Resto bit. modding. Yes. Uh, the only thing I'm not going to do is do anything with these holes here because this is from a big that's, that's a, yeah. Um So I'm just going to leave that. But I have uh, sorted out pickups and the, and the control parts and everything like that. And the only thing I've really got left to do, I've straightened the neck and stuff. Uh, the only thing I really got left to do here is get some frets uh, replaced. And I'm not doing that myself because I'm terrified that I'll just jack it up.
3: Yeah, it seems like a pretty precision and, uh, job.
0: You know. Well, yeah, you know, I don't have the equipment to do it properly, so I'm just not going to do that piece. Uh, but anyway, other than that, you know, the uh, the Mighty Reds are marching again tomorrow. We are on our way to Turf Moor. That's uh, Burnley FC, for those folks who don't know. Um, and we are, you know, obviously going to be uh, most victorious and very glorious. We have our Champions League uh, group stage matches all sorted out now. Um, so that's all good. uh next week is a international break, so we won't enjoy next week at all uh But the other thing that i was has caught my eye, and I think that uh I think this is a a definite kind of um who cares thing but <laughs> <laughs> but I am told, go on. Yeah, I'm told that in the future... In the future? In the
1: future?
0: um, Apparently, your your watch, you know, like your Fitbit or your Apple Watch or whatever it is, is going to be able to tell you whether or not you're absolutely trashed or not. So when you go out on the pop... Right. What? And, you, and you're just sculling a few bevvies. You're making You'll be shit able to up look now. That
5: those no, aren't even real words.
0: I am telling you. I am telling you. How? I am telling. They are. They are apparently doing the research. They can, in fact, they believe these people, the unnamed, un, you know, masked people, the are people. saying yeah. that they will be able to tell
3: whether or not you are just hammered or not. So I'm drunk and wearing an Apple Watch. It's not telling me anything I don't know. Correct. That was, that was my thing. Why would
0: I care? I have obviously gone out and been successful in my mission to get hammered, right? I'm looking at my watch going, yep. I'm hammered.
4: (laughs) Good go. (laughs) I'll
1: just save everybody some money and just send me the cash and call me and I will tell you. (laughs) (laughs) In fact, you just send me a
0: text.
3: Joel, I will
5: know. Just ask
3: our entire listenership for 3 a.m. You up text messages.
5: That's right. Hey, bro. This is a worse idea than the Google mail plugin where you had to do some form of mathematics before you could send email. So that yes, you that one. So yeah. you didn't yeah. send drunk drunk no. mails. No, no tearful no. reach outs to your high school ex girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. Let me let
1: me tell you what this is about. Just just look. Just send me a text. My number is five one two nine four four.
5: God damn
2: it! No. <laughs> Not again. <laughs>
3: I gotta, give, <laughs> I gotta give props to Craig. He did not get all the way through the number before he but, realized it was his
5: yeah. time. But, but he's only 10,000 away from getting 10,000 tries away from any Craig Williams. <laughs> Time to war dial Craig. <laughs> oh,
4: oh, so let me tell you why this is
3: a terrible idea. And this was actually brought up, uh, you know, a long time back. Uh, this was brought up to me as a as a swag idea for uh, a place I was working to get a breathalyzer type thing for like, uh, yeah. Oh sure. And yeah. it's like, well, everybody's yeah. just going to high score it. Like, there's no reason we could responsibly, yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. <laughs> like, the- we're going to see this as a competition. That's exactly what we're
4: going to hey, Joel, do. I've we'll
3: seen, those, this I've seen wow. breathalyzers in bars. Like the people are like, oh, it's a service to make sure. No, everybody just tries no. to high score it. Yeah, it's a challenge. <laughs> a buddy of mine who in his defense is Australian, tried to do that one time and got his credit card stuck in the cash slot of the breathalyzer. I was like, yep, you're drunk. <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah, yeah. No,
1: that's it's, uh, it's a good solid test. check. Yeah.
3: Uh, did you see the one Mitchell about the app where you
0: basically went out and and for each drink you had, you just like entered it into your phone into the app, and apparently, you know, you kept doing that. I'm guessing you knew you were hammered when you know you got to the point where you just couldn't type anything in anymore. Maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, apparently, like, so it was for the day after, so you could get up and see what you'd had the night before. And I always thought that that was useless because, again, uh, you know. I might, get, I might type the first
3: drink in, and then I'm done. Right. Oh, I, I, have a, I have a method for that. Oh, you okay. keep your beer caps and stir straws Auto-complete. in your back pocket. <laughs> you put all
0: your beer caps in. Like your beer cap
3: or your stir straw from your yeah. drink? Yeah, yeah, just keep them in yeah. your back pocket, and then you can like keep easy tabs of how many drinks you've had.
0: All right. That gives me an idea. Then the
3: next time where I drink, <laughs> sticking it. straws in or taking straws out? I'm not sure. <laughs> sticking, sticking straws in your back pocket, Mitchell. Yeah. Ah, uh, Joel, uh, you are up next, sir. What's on your mind today? We're only ten minutes
1: in now. Hey, buddy. No, we're good. We're everything's fine. Everything's wonderful. Um, no. I, you know, it's theater time uh, for me. Uh, you know, this is our the weekly uh, beers with Talis Joel update on
5: local, local theater food. in Delaware. I mean, it's as yeah, applicable it's to right. our audience as Liverpool update. So go ahead.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's all in character. So, the, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We're we're like I said uh, last podcast. We're we're still working on Matilda, uh, working on that one, and uh, I will be. Uh, Uh, if people don't quit calling me, I want to stab people. Um, uh, co-producing, uh, what am I co-producing? A Christmas Story this winter. And then I'll be producing, um, the Putnam County Spelling Bee and Chitty Chitty Bang Mang next year. So, uh, my future's bright. I want to kill you.
5: (laughs) Mitch so, is calling me. Your future is bright. Mitchell's not so much. <laughs> Got it. No,
1: no. yes, yeah, it just narrows it right down. But th- so this week in Beers with Tello's updates on local theater. There you go.
5: Matt. I'm eating my Twix bar. Hold on. Oh, Twix bar. Wait,
1: which one are you eating? Um, left or right.
5: Right. Wait, you eat right Twix? Wait, you're not good enough for right Twix?
3: Why would you eat right Twix? Well, eating the left one's un-American. Do you know what the right Twix company does?
2: Yeah. It's what commies do. So wait, which one's communist?
3: The right Twix company
5: is an abuser. Yes. <laughs> you're a if socialist. If you eat the left Twix,
3: <laughs> we are a left Twix house.
5: Yeah, I bet you are. You, I completely believe that.
4: <laughs> there, was a, there was a
3: period of time. My kids apparently never saw the left Twix, right Twix commercials. And yeah. I did when they were both little. Little, I did actually have uh, both of them believing for a period of time that they were two separate companies. We Truly, only, the like, high point dude, of American. This, culture. Is yeah. this is a
1: genius move. It yeah, genius I mean, it's a genius move, marketing wise quick. Genius is pretty strong. Move. It was clever. Let's go with clever. Just like you to
3: say,
0: your household, Mitchell, is whatever Mrs. Neff uh, thinks it's going
3: to be. Oh, first of all, it's Mrs. Alvarez Neff. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well,
0: yes.
1: Mrs. <correct. laughs> Alvarez. You know, like,
5: why, aren't you right. Mitch, why aren't you Mitch Neff Alvarez? Yeah. All right, I'm done with my Twix bar. You're done with your Twix bar? Yeah. Matt, you're up
3: next. Oh, What's going on, my yeah, man? I've
5: been waiting. Um, yeah. Uh. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm
3: so sorry. It took me forever to get to you.
5: So, so the the counting straws. I I don't know. I didn't have anything prepared, but the counting straws thing reminds me of a story. Um, On the uh, the first night that I rode the ambulance as a newly minted emergency medical technician, um, at the at the oddly young age of sixteen, we got a call for. (laughs)
4: You know it was what It's you 16s were doing. young. Yeah.
5: Like a lot of places you can't <laughs> 16's do that. Real young, yeah, but. it is. It is. It was probably not a great call. Yeah. Um, but we get a call for a, you, a car accident and we have to stop the ambulance at the at where the car left the road on the curve and broke through a wooden fence and then walk like 200 yards through a field to where this car hit the only tree within 1000 yards. <laughs> Of this, yeah, <laughs> like he aimed for it, yeah. And so the guy is just drunk as hell, and like my pulse is just pounding. Is my first time out, in the yeah. it was night. And if you if you're in the ambulance at night, like it, it can, it's really, it's very. Um, there's a lot of stimulus because every flash of the ambulance uh, lights like flashes off against you know the the buildings you're passing and everything else. Yeah, right. the trees, yeah, you know, and, and, and so the crap, I'm just. Yeah just processing all of this and so I finally like calmed down enough and I'm going through the the evaluation he wasn't hurt right but he was gonna go to the hospital and so you know I'm like you know have you had anything to drink tonight like there's obviously this guy had been drinking and he's like just sure. two and I was like would you like to attach like a unit of measure to that Two. Like, are we talking?
4: So, key of the story
5: is I've always been a pedantic, you know, data specialized jackass.
1: Yeah, this all checks out. (laughs) Yep, that was about right.
5: I'm back to my Twix (laughs) bar. Two.
4: (laughs) Two. That was a story.
3: All right. Two gallons. Two Hogsheads of Mead That's a lot of Mead <laughs> Hogsheads, big huh. Yeah Craig What is on your mind today? Hey, have you know seen any movies lately? Up. You know, I actually
2: did watch that Elton John movie Do it, the do, the it do it, do you it you tell, tell us, tell us tell Alright, go, go So, you know, I think overall it was a really good movie I'm not a big musical guy And I actually kind of enjoyed it uh, My wife and I watched it together I'll tell you, it was a lot more depressing than I thought. Um, I don't know. I just wasn't expecting that. Like the whole movie, he's like, you know, like looking for approval. And like at one point he goes to his dad, like thinking his dad's going to be proud of him. And anyway, long story short, his dad basically just wants his autograph to sell it like in front of the other siblings that his dad had after he left him and his mom. So that was, that was kind of the tone for the whole movie. Like the guy was successful despite all the odds. uh, And it was just, that we're, was your takeaway
1: you know, from an epic. Movie were you inspired? About him, John? Was the music yeah. good?
5: How?
2: Yeah, yeah. No, it was really good. I was surprised how good it was. Did you see the the ending bit? The um, it was identical, I guess, to the music video back from, uh, I guess, the seventies.
1: No, we haven't seen it.
2: Yeah, now. we weren't. None of us, us were going to see it, so we got your review. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it was. Uh, what's that song? Last. Standing or something uh it, it was really good I'm they basically that 's the one they reenacted the entire did. video, and so they I saw like a shot for shot uh you know oh comparison that 's cool showing the music video in the movie, yeah, yeah, and man, it was just exact. I was really impressed with awesome. how well they nailed it
0: it's awesome. like they almost had like a, a template or something they could
1: <laughs> they, some sort of like <laughs> when they were doing like it. there was prior art or something yeah, right.
2: that 's just plagiarism,
5: dude. <laughs>
3: Okay, so based on Craig's review, this is Talladega Nights, the musical. Like, that's what
5: I'm...
2: Oh my <laughs> I would God, watch would the shit out of that possible. movie. I love that movie. Yes, I
0: would. Yeah, no kidding. So
2: so uh, ba- back to a serious part of my update. Okay. A relative of mine had to have heart surgery uh, <sighs> over the week. Okay. They're fine. It's all fine. Yeah. But uh, it was an experimental procedure. It was like one of the first hundred done. Wow. Uh, and it involved like putting cameras in your heart and using, you know, meters to measure the electrical signals of the hearts. So they knew where to go. Yeah. Uh, and midway through the surgery, of course, the computers crashed. What? Oh. So they okay. had this with the shit in their heart, they had to stop the surgery and go get another machine and bring it in. And it's just like that that is modern computing today. You can wow. literally do heart surgery with someone awake talking to you, <laughs> it up, the computers crash. That kind of makes uh, it. Bringing uh, the new one.
0: That kind of illustrates how important it kind of is for for um, you know medical equipment and stuff to maybe not be quite so vulnerable to everything.
2: Yeah, it's almost like they should go through extra steps. It, it is, isn't it? Yeah, but it all worked out in the end. They're fine. Uh, so congratulations, Medicine. You win again. Well,
3: I thought it was kind of cool <laughs> that I got to draft my fantasy team from an airplane last night. I mean, that's like. But like throwing cameras in a heart and like... it's <laughs> right up there too, Mitchell. Uh, but hey, we have a lot of stuff we do want to cover today on the podcast. And there's a few things that have come out this week that I, I wanted to talk about here at the top. One of them was an interesting story on a massive botnet um, that was based in France and... uh Avast actually seemed to do a lot of the research on this, but it was based in France and there was some CNC located in the U S, but it seemed like the primary targets were all in Latin America. So it was kind of a very distributed kind of a thing. Um, they were saying over 850,000
2: members or, uh, you know, victims in this botnet, uh, you know, I just think it's really cool that they got everyone's permission before they executed code in their machines, because otherwise that <laughs> would be <like> a felony.
3: <laughs> well, let's talk about that. So what uh what I the reason is uh they went to the French authorities. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce the name of that agency, the national uh the mistake Gendemar- makers? Gen get, get, get Gendarmerie. Gendarmerie, Gendarmerie? Yeah. It's not I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay. So they went to the French uh, Cyber Police Authority. And (laughs) that's good. And they gave them their information and they were able to um, basically exploit a error or an issue in the code of the CNC that was a uh, self-destruct command. Effectively, like clean the machine of the victim next time it checked in. So what, that's, well they were able to
0: issue yeah, that No command, but they do, I've seen yeah.
5: that I've seen yeah. that language used okay. before right um Yeah they, th- where and it seems like the kind of language that we I'm trying to find it, it seems like the kind of language you would use when you're trying to like shore up your argument where you're like yeah. oh yeah it there was a, an error in this <sighs> seems rather yeah when it's like that's exactly right? yeah. the kind of thing that you would expect to be in a C2 command and control channel and that no one was really specific about what the error was right I don't know
3: I didn't see anyone yeah. specifically say what it was either um, but they were they were able to seize control of the the C2 server uh, located in France and and swap it out with a you know different version that I guess, took advantage of that little loophole that they had left in the code. Now, here's my question. If they were able to seize a server, and um, would there even need to be any kind of loophole in that code, or could you just rewrite what that C2 server is, what the victim machine is expecting to see from the C2 and well, include the I mean, instruction? Well, d-
1: depends, depends on the code, right? Like, obviously, but the, uh, I don't know. It's, I think the... If the, that
0: function is there, if the functionality yeah. is there to, to uninstall it right itself then then all you're doing is giving that command right and for you to know that then it means that they've got a sample of it and they've you know obviously reversed the sample right um seeing what what commands are available etc and then issued that command itself to go and uninstall yourself Mm -hmm. Uh, now if that's not the case then it's also possible if they if they grab those servers for them to basically reinfect those same machines with their version of that particular piece of malware, like an update if you like to the malware. And then include in it a deinstall everything command, right? And uh-huh. then then issue it, right? Um, but it's just it's really not clear from what they've said that you know what they've actually done. Yeah, the only thing
5: the only thing that it says is the vast researchers discovered a design flaw in the CNC server communications protocol that could allow them to instruct right. the malware to delete itself. And I'm wondering my my first thought is maybe if there's not uh, firm authentication, so it would be easy to replace the command and control right. servers without you know having to jump through a whole lot of hoops. Mm.
0: Yeah, they don't They don't verify that they're right. actually talking to their own proper command and control servers, in which right. case you could just step in and I mean,
2: pretend to be this, one. Right. this isn't the first time this kind of thing has happened, right? I mean, this goes all the way back towards like, slamming Sazer. It is pretty it rare. It is pretty rare because most people recognize the risks involved. For it to be done. <laughs> it's rare oh, for yeah. it to be done. It is done. not rare for yeah. it to
4: be talked yes. about. <laughs> Yeah. No, right. I I, yes. I know
1: the 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 people on this podcast. Oh, we've had a conversation about like if if we're able to grab a hold of a C two or grab a hold of a botnet, we like we could issue this command
2: and tell but, us Joel, what was the result of that conversation.
1: Yeah, we didn't
2: because. <laughs> felony?
1: Well, it's, you know, probably not a good idea wrong legal.
2: Let's call it legal gray area. Yeah, it's a little... Let's call it a legal little, red area, but okay, I'm with you. <laughs> <laughs> okay,
1: okay. It's a color. You um, say
0: red, I call it gray. I'm just yeah. saying
5: I look at things like my dog does. I like that like Craig <laughs> thinks that you, know, you can be white, gray, or red. Those are the things you could possibly be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm colorblind. Don't make fun of my handicap. <laughs> well, I'm not making fun of the handicap. <laughs> <laughs> I'm making fun of you, specifically. <laughs> so well this uh this
3: this uh the spotnet was called with uh I'm not quite sure how that's supposed to be pronounced there.
2: Say it one more time, try it try it again. Uh,
3: Rita Dupe.
5: <laughs> oh, because it's French. I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: No. Um so like I said, there's was uh, about eight hundred and fifty thousand victims that they identified in the botnet. Uh, and this was mostly crypto mining. Like just it wasn't anything that was doing anything uh, uh, So nothing obviously malicious to the system itself. It was just (laughs) using those resources. No, but I think that's actually a
5: really good point. Like, so let's. I mean, let's. Mm. Yeah. Let's have some discussion about what the specific concerns are here. Like, so what traditionally in law enforcement has a great deal of authority to take actions to safeguard um, places, usually through some court-authorized activity. And so, like, conversations that have occurred in the past with all kinds of different people, law enforcement and other, has centered around what are essentially is what is the legal underpinning of the work that we're going to want to do. And I'm just not aware in, and, and I'm not a lawyer, so, you know, I'm going to talk to some shortly, but not on this topic, but I, I'm not aware of any international agreement or international law that covers an agency that has um, authority to act in one country being able to trigger behaviors that impact things globally. And that's essentially the core piece of all this. Like, do you want governments... Like, would you like this fixed? Sure, I would love to have this go away. Do you want an arbitrary government... That that you have no say over, and it may not always be a friendly government to wherever you are, to have the authority in their own view to reach into your country and make changes to your country's computers, and that's that's the underpinning mm-hmm. thing. It always seems like a great idea when you're doing it, right? You're always like, yeah, I've got you know, I've got all right. these, I found this thing, and there's lots of them, and I have invented, I have found a way right. to get rid of them, if someone will be brave enough to push this button <laughs> that does the thing. Um, and invariably, the you know question kind of comes down to you know is you know what what legal authorities are we operating under? And and, well,
3: and to your point, Matt, this uh, the I've uh, asked worked with the French authorities on this, but it I was reading that eighty five percent of the victims were all in Latin American countries, with like thirty five percent alone being in Peru.
4: Yeah,
5: and I'm sure, so and I'm the, sure uh, France didn't like ring up Peru and everybody else down there and be like, hey. You guys mind if we like stick a poke a stick in your stuff for a little bit to fix things? And 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 it and yeah. it gets it what and the reason that I said it was interesting that, that Mitch led kind of went into this was quote unquote just crypto mining, is because largely speaking, you know, if you're gonna have a security incident, crypto mining's an awful nice thing to have going on, like if you find it, right? Um, not super painful, um, you know. Right. But right. some of the discussions that, that that I know have occurred, have occurred around much more sophisticated and dangerous malware. Um, malware that can be used to pivot or has been used to pivot or we know the architecture has been used by, by criminal or nation-state actors. Like, how do you then proceed when it's a question not of – Um, We have this uh, this kind of cyber criminal element that's kind of, you know, leeching off pennies on the hour of computing time. But, no, we have a state actor who is acting irresponsibly and is pivoting through this known infrastructure. Mm -hmm. And we can at least delay them by taking this down. It raises the stakes of the discussion um, to 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 and, and also changes what legal authorities are operating under. I think. Yeah,
1: I would love to know if they did call each well, other. Well, the, there was some like,
3: international hey. outreach involved in the story. They did mention yeah. that the French authorities contacted the FBI, and they were able to take down the because parts there was the a USC too, right? Yeah. So there was some international cooperation. I don't know if we know exactly what that would have been with all of the countries, or if we ever will.
5: It's like we need an internet police or something like that, right? But what's, but what's telling on this, on your point, Mitchell, um, on the international cooperation, you did not have any international outcry, right? You didn't have the, uh, not that I know of, um, you know, the, the ambassador of Peru and France going in and like saying, what do you think you're doing with this stuff? Right. So there may be quiet discussions going on, but there's no public indication that there were issues that resulted from this activity. And that may change the calculus um, when this decision is made by other governments in the future.
3: Well, and I I will also say uh, that while the vast majority of this was, um, you know, crypto mining, and they looked like they made, by the estimates I was reading, forty five hundred bucks or so. Um, What? Yeah, yeah, they made about forty five hundred. So a ton of money. Eight hundred and fifty thousand victims, Um, but they were also selling it as a launching pad for other ransomware. Uh, Looked like the uh, password stealers, things like that. Um, So, I mean, by using. Using the bot as an install space, it does increase its, you know, it wasn't just being used for crypto mining. There were other malicious activities uh, Mm -hmm. involved. Uh, But Craig, I think your favorite part of this story has got to be the OPSEC, right? Did you see the guy's Twitter account? Like, I mean, he's totally been like, he was just out there bragging about what he was doing and uh, they found his phone number, everything. So he was, he was really keen on the
2: OPSEC
1: aspect of the breach. Doing a good OPSEC move. Yeah.
2: Yep, I mean, I don't know. Every time I see that kind of thing, I wonder how they establish that that's the guy. Uh,
1: I mean, other than the fact he was like
3: saying, "I'm the guy." I don't know.
2: Yeah,
4: <laughs> <laughs> I'm I mean, but you guy. know, like it's me. Yeah. Well, well I mean, there are there,
3: are, there are Craig's right though because
0: there are you know crazy people who admit to things oh, that yeah. they haven't done. Right, So no oh, yeah. thing. Yeah. But I I guess yeah, if this guy's kind of running around going, "Hey, it's me," I mean, plus he's got to get paid somehow, right? Presumably. Uh-huh. So he's got to, at some point, go, yeah, send me the money, right? I don't know.
2: Well, it's stuff like that and, you know, a lot of the geolocation stuff that I question, right? So It looks like, Hmm. given the giant Avast logo, they're basing a lot of the location data just off the Avast detection rates, which we know are generally tilted towards countries that have, you know, I would say, like, a lot of people who prefer free AV. (laughs) So you know they're going to be unnaturally enlarged so there's a lot of stuff like that in this report that i kind of question and the fact that they're risking crashing hundreds of thousands of computers they don't know what they're doing for crypto mining software just Mm. seems incredibly risky and incredibly poorly thought out yeah i
0: mean if it was like you said somebody who was using it in the middle of an operation you know heart
2: operation or something Yeah. Or or like, let's call it government infrastructure, right? Like the power grid or water, right? Right. There are computers that if they go down can have significant impacts. And for people to blindly take those kind of risks with a significant number of computers for something as benign as crypto malware. I mean, yeah, it sounds funny and makes sense on paper and ha ha ha, we can laugh about it. But the reality is that's just incredibly dangerous. And just, I don't know, it strikes me as really irresponsible unless there was a significant Significant piece of the investigation yeah. that just hasn't been spoken about publicly. I mean which for is possible. Eight hundred and fifty thousand
0: machines, I say there's right? a pretty good chance that you've you're, you know, taking a few out that
2: you probably really should not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what happens if these are in places where they're, you know, recording sensitive data? Mm. Right? What happens if somebody's in the middle of their PhD thesis and well somebody in France decides to reboot their computer because someone made a hundredth of a penny off it? Right. Uh, I mean, these are things that people don't really seem to think through when they have these ideas that are like, oh, we can run the uninstaller. What a cool idea. Right? Uh, it's it's a cool idea. Believe me, everyone's already thought of it. There's a reason everyone else hasn't done it. <laughs> you know, like it's just, it, it seems like the people who have these ideas are usually the non-technical people. And usually the technical people are able to get in the middle and be like, whoa, hold on now, pump the brakes. And in this case, perhaps that didn't happen or perhaps there's more to the story that we're not aware of, but mm. there's when gotta I see be something like story. This,
1: there's got to be more to the story that we're not aware well, of. Well, I, I think what recorded, I wanted to right? kind
2: of close with is when I see something like this, I don't want people's takeaway to be like, what a good idea. Let's do that. People's takeaway needs to be, wow, I really hope they did more homework than is public because that was incredibly risky, assuming nothing horrible happened. And I don't think we still know if that's the case.
3: One other thing that I saw this week that I wanted to get everybody's take on, I saw an article in Dark Reading where WannaCry remains the number one ransomware weapon, uh, and this got a, a little bit of conversation going this morning. Man, I
5: wish you had never sent us this article.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so it's sorry, problematic. My bad. So yeah, actually, yeah, Joel, you sent this one through, didn't you? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I read part of it and I was
1: like, you know what, this is going to be good fodder. Let me throw this.
3: So in everybody, of course, remembers WannaCry. That was a little over two years ago, maybe two and a half years ago now, something like that. May 2017. And it caused a, a pretty big stir globally. I mean, oh, wow. and that hit the mainstream press in a big way.
5: That's, uh, that's so- an understatement. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it,
3: yeah, yeah. It, 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 hit, it hit
1: just the press.
3: <laughs> but the... Uh, so, I mean, there's, there's no reason everybody doesn't know about that. And there was some pretty big vulnerabilities that were uh, addressed as a result of WannaCry happening. But apparently... There's enough people that haven't gotten the message that variants and different versions are still making yeah. the rounds. What do you think about this well, one? To Joel? be
1: clear, the vulnerabilities were addressed before WannaCry. I just throw that out. Yeah, it, was a not time
5: a, time <laughs> it was not a zero day.
1: As far as I understand from this particular article, is it, the headline of course is WannaCry remains the number one ransomware weapon. But this isn't WannaCry that they're talking about in this particular article, right? Um, it, WannaCry is is a piece of ransomware that exploited a certain set of vulnerabilities, and I think of what they're trying to say in the article is this set of vulnerabilities are still being exploited, and it's probably the number mm, one. No, I don't think they're no. saying that at
5: all. No, I think they're saying WannaCry. Yeah, I okay. think are too. I,
1: I was trying to hope for I was trying to hope for a better result. Okay, so, so it's important to remember that.
5: that Trend Micro is an, an endpoint yeah. protection company primarily. Like They have a lot of different products, but that's one of, the, yeah. one of their key things. Um, mm-hmm. I believe I found the solution. Stop using okay. Windows 7.
2: No. So Trend Micro has a uh, success story on their website stating that uh, these detections are based on methods that relate to exploiting the MS-17010 vulnerability, period. These may or may not be WCRY. Yeah. It's clickbait. That, I mean, this is basically something exploiting the SMB vulnerability, which goes back to the long-running rant of, can't people learn the difference between a malware family, a vulnerability?
5: Well, no I mean, so do did they, did they link back to this article with that?
1: They, they link back to the report from Trend in the dark reading. Oh, yeah? And so, you, yeah, you have to read the full report. And that's what I was kind of getting to is, is I don't think they're, they're, the headline does not match what the
5: what reality is what
1: reality is right mm-hmm. like they're saying want to cry is the number one ransomware weapon it's not want cry it's the vulnerability that want to cry well
5: uses. and this goes i mean this is on right. bill malik then right who's the trend micro vice president of infrastructure strategies who who said the crooks running ransomware schemes are using a reliable tool want to cry for the crimes and i would say to my data that's not correct um a couple things about right. want cry one it's not ransomware that's the first thing you need to know. It is a worm. It is not deployed tactically. And it was never, well, there's discussions, but you could not recover from it. There was no way to get the keys to, right. to, to decrypt it. So it is not ransomware. It is, it no. is a destructive piece of malware. A destructive and what they worm. are almost certainly yeah, seeing are the remnants of the WannaCry worm Hitting these mm-hmm. very vulnerable, outdated Windows Seven system, which is why it's showing up in their telemetry this way, and th- mm-hmm. this this statement is just wrong by by Mister Malley. Like the, he's like the crooks running ransomware schemes are using reliable telemetry for their crimes. There's no innovation or deep thought. It's just a way for them to steal, which is then countered later by his explanation about the reduction in overall ransomware variants by arguing that the attackers have learned it's about quality and not quantity, which is completely at odds at what, what he just said. So even he's not internally consistent in the argument. He's not technically correct with what he's calling things. And I don't blame Kelly Jackson Higgins, who's the, uh, the author, a dark reading for this, when you are representing a technical company and you are talking about your company's work, it is on you to correctly and accurately put across what you're saying and ensure that it's right. And if it's not right when it's published, you go back well, and-, and you have it corrected and they publications are quick to correct things. Yeah, they, right.
4: are. Absolutely.
2: Yeah, they are. I was just going to defend the researchers because well, I completely agree with you on the point of the VP or whoever, but in the defense of the researchers, they do have an entire little header called, is it really want to cry? And they kind of explain that no, and this is in solution ID one 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 seven four zero two. If you guys want to look it up, you listeners. Uh, so it, it it sounds like the researchers put a report out saying that like it's the WannaCry vulnerability, and the marketing team decided that sounds a lot like WannaCry, and that sounds I mean, good. It-
1: I mean, it's not the WannaCry vulnerability; it's the SMB vulnerability
5: <laughs> that WannaCry used. But see, th- so how many things exploited that? I couldn't even. Begin. But it, oh, it is probably many. it probably is WannaCry, right? It is probably yeah. you're, you're still right. seeing code red logs in your in your in your web logs, right? It's, it's absolutely you're going to see this forever.
1: That was from 03. So I that's we've how seen worms this work, internally, right? Internally, we've seen this internally at in our company. So Bill, whoever I like. I have a little bit of mercy because Bill, like he's the vice president of infrastructure technologies and I don't know, I don't know what that translates. Yeah. That, that translates into sales guy to me, but, uh, and we see this um, at, at our company, we're not innocent of this is that somebody in another country and it'll be like the head of, you know, uh, sales for whatever country will have a comment because that's who this, you know, this, who this news person called, and it'll be, they'll have a comment about something that we did. So they're not getting a quote from Cisco Talos and, and, and for the dark reading thing, they're not getting a quote from Trend Micro's researchers that actually put this report together. Right. So that I have a little bit of defense in that this guy, is a sales guy, and he's probably just kind of regurgitating the high points of this, and that's well, that you know, there, that there's may pros be true. But I, I, I that, clicked but through
5: the link that that um that Craig talked about to go to this evasive whatever, yeah. evasive threats, pervasive effects paper, and yeah. search for "want to cry," and it only shows up twice. And it says, Our data showed that various ransomware families were active in the first half of the year, but the infamous WannaCry remained the most detected ransomware family with numbers that far exceeded those of the other ransomware families combined. Monthly comparison between detections of WannaCry and combined detections of the other ransomware families in the first half of 2019. So let's talk about data analysis here. Okay. How is Emotet delivered?
1: Email? Right. Well, okay. Yeah, go. Okay. Right? Yeah, sure.
5: It is delivered via email. <laughs> and... It is, it is close to handcrafted for the target, right? They're like, we're going to go after these guys. We're going to fish them. We're going to drop the Zemo We're going to spread. We're going to do it, right? Sure. You can't compare that kind of activity to WannaCry, which is a beaconing box that is going out and hitting random IPs on the internet nonstop and will sometimes hit something you can't affect and then it will go back out and rebroadcast. You can't compare a worm... To that kind of thing and, ex- and then make it into a report like this where you imply that this is somehow actionable intelligence. It is bad analysis. Mm-hmm. It is not factually incorrect. They are correct, I'm, I'm sure, that they did detect more want to cry than they did all these other families. But what, is that, what does that mean? Nothing. Because you're comparing two yeah, things we that aren't s- the we same. Saw,
0: yeah, I, I have more apples growing in my garden than
5: I do oranges.
2: Oh, God, no. Right? <laughs>
5: That's what they're saying. It's bad analysis. <laughs> it's bad analysis.
1: I think, it's, I, think it's, I think the analogy, Nigel, is even worse than that. It's not apples and oranges. It's I have more apples growing in my garden than I do Peas. <laughs> right, like it's you know you're comparing fruit and yeah. vegetables
5: These are yeah. way and, too also, different and also it right. also report yeah. like having like like Craig can probably speak to this a little more than I can, but I've had some experience with reporters, and if you generally just to kind of give some back channel um, information is. All of these companies, including Cisco, have PR firms and PR personnel that are constantly pitching stories to reporters to get the names out. Here's our latest report on this. Do you want to talk about this? And reporters decide whether or not they want to talk about it. So out of this huge thing that they put together, Trend Micro decided that the story that they were going to pitch in all likelihood – was the WannaCry story, which was literally one paragraph in the middle of this thing with no other supporting data. And that was their pitch.
3: Well, the interesting thing I saw in this is that, I mean, actual WannaCry could still be a problem if what they're saying is true about something like, what what was it, 45% of SMBs, of small businesses using old systems? It is
5: not a problem. Do you know why? Why? Because it's been infecting things nonstop for the last two and a half years. If you could be hit and infected, it's happened already. So you're either redeploying the same thing and are <laughs> baffled as to why every time you deploy this Windows XP box, it suddenly gets a thing on it saying it's infected and you just can't process yeah. why that is. None of this is
4: new. Yeah,
0: I think that's thing. Password, so this hmm. is something that I I've been thinking about for a long time. Um, given the prevalence of VMs and how easy it is to back up your virtual image, and how easy it is to redeploy virtual image and deploy virtual images, that all that all people are doing, especially if, if they're probably in hosted environments, is they're just redeploying the same vulnerable yeah, stuff, the same vulnerable stuff over and over and over, oh, and over again. That's what I do, dude. Right?
2: I have one cry, just infecting a system as fast as I can. Like I don't even revert it, just over and over, yeah. and in that way we You're can just publish done. some funny like it. clicks. It. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just, just just hammer it over and over with Metasploit, and then I put out my well, own. And I, I, think the,
3: I think one of the dangers in the story, uh, to take a look at the other side of the coin, one of the dangers of the story is conflating WannaCry with the ransomware problems and the trends in ransomware that we've yeah. actually been seeing. Oh, like, yeah. It's not, not
0: this. It, saying, yeah. it can't be ransomware if, if there's nothing you there's no can ransom. do about it. It comes in, and it literally destroys the system.
2: But Nigel, ransomware is the buzzword marketing game, <laughs> and I don't want to cry. So it gets clicks. It's Greg. like peanut butter and pickles. It's just oh it works. god. <laughs> you know what? Stop I
1: need stop that. It. Don't lie. I just, need you're that. You're out yeah. of order. <laughs>
2: over.
5: She says later. They say overall, Trend Micro spotted a 77 percent increase in ransomware attack attempts via very via malicious files, emails, and URLs. Rik Ransomware was among oh. the hottest and most prolific newer variants going after machines. Like that's actually useful. In well, it's questionably worded. Like Ryuk is not new, but if you're gonna if you're gonna hang on the word variant, then you're probably okay. Ryuk's absolutely hot in use right now. This I 100 percent agree with this piece of information being out there and associated with the ransomware. Yes, it's also seven pair eight paragraphs into the story.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, they just need to be called out, right? And, and you know, calling them out is fine. You know. Um, Anybody should be able to be called out for putting out a, a piece of of um, poor, either poor research or poor reporting on a piece of research, you know, or, or doing things intentionally to get clicks, you know, on stuff and, and being misleading with with whatever it happens to be. And uh, you know,
5: everybody should. I mean, Trade Micro is a security company, like a, a very successful, a, yeah. a fine company. I am not saying that they are, are wrong in any technical way, but these topics are complicated and. You get very few opportunities, relatively speaking, to put your message out there. Your message has to be both supportive of your company and driving dollars to your company and, and achieving that in capitalistic goal. Yes. But you as a security company have to make sure that the information you put out is correct. It does not muddy the waters because there's plenty of fun going on. Trend Micro is a better company than that. They, I don't believe they did it on purpose. I believe it is, I think Joel's right, probably a process issue where just the way things funneled up to this guy, he got a talking points package and he went with it, um, but, but there should have been, there should have been a, a correction going on this because it's, it's, not, it's not correct.
3: There was, there was one other thing that I wanted to bring up today, and that was uh, Google... Project Zero, finding uh, indiscriminate iPhone attack that was that has lasted years.
2: How is that possible? They assured me my iPhone was unhackable.
3: <laughs> they did not. The industry and the pundits did. But the interesting thing about this uh, story to me is that one, obviously, like when Google and, I've, and Apple are, you know, kind of going head to head on something, that's always everybody gets quiet and gets out the popcorn, right? Uh, everyone wants to see what goes down here. But I was reading this report And they discovered this attack. And the author of this paper, it was uh, Ian, uh, Ian Beer from Project Zero put this out. Um, They gave them, they put them on a seven day clock when this was discovered.
1: Yeah, we were, yeah, we talked about the seven day clock thing. That's real. So for those of you that do not participate in vulnerability, discovery, disclosure, seven days is like insane short. So I'm I'm betting that Google did this because it was exploited in the wild. That's the only thing that makes sense to me that like Google's like we're not going to give you the typical 90 days. So Project Zero typically gives vendors 90 days in order to patch their stuff before they make yep. stuff public. And uh same it's the same uh time frame that actually we do. And, and, and no uh, this is
0: also this also uh was not just one exploit, right? We're talking here chained exploits to get control of the right. Earth. Do whatever was, you need to do, right? So And these
1: are written up extremely well by the way. Yeah. I just want to point that out. Um and, but that's that's what it is, is that, you know, the these were exploited in the wild. I I mean I don't know. I haven't talked to anybody inside of P Zero, but the uh you Know this is these were exploited in the wild, these were big deals. We got to get this information out, and that's why that's why Apple posted you know iOS 12.1.4 like in a hot second because um they were going to give them seven days. That's very and, interesting. You know, I'm looking at Project
5: Zero's like policy because I'm not a fan of this approach, um, by what approach by Google the seven days thing, yeah, yeah. Um, but no, they do. They, I just found it. They do have a different policy for vulnerabilities that are actively exploited in the wild. Um, based on our experience, we believe that urgent action within seven days is appropriate for critical vulnerabilities under active exploitation. Um, so
1: these were five different privilege escalation exploit chains.
5: And so, I I mean, that's, that's important. You used a word there that's actually, that actually kind of undersells kind of what was in play. Five exploit chains, 14 total vulnerabilities, yeah. right? So that when chained together in a certain order led to, and this is how things are nowadays, you don't generally get access off of one CVE nowadays, but 14 vulnerabilities through five paths to ultimately give you what you wanted on these phones.
1: Yeah, I mean, and if you want to read how difficult these are, if you're, this is up your alley and you want to go read these, it's super. We can put the link in the show notes, but like read iOS exploit chain number four. Uh, or number two, like these are incredibly difficult things to do, and like, and so we were having a discussion with my team this morning about you know which one's more secure, Android or iOS, which is my favorite topic. Um, <laughs> well, uh, so BlackBerry, it's I you know I don't even participate in the argument anymore, honestly. But the if you read go through these, you know what we're reading, you know what you're looking into, and you read through these exploit changes, these are inc- these are not being used on you. You know what I mean? (laughs) Well, they were saying that
0: Google were saying that the websites that they found were being visited thousands of times a week. And my question to them is well, if you have that kind of information, Mm
4: -hmm.
0: you know how often they're being visited, Mm -hmm. then does that mean that they are operating from your cloud? And if so, why are they still operating?
3: I I don't think it necessarily means they're operating from their cloud. Right, and if and they're, if they're not, not, if they're not, you you have
0: yeah. uh, quite a large bit of DNS infrastructure that
1: you could maybe
0: use a little bit to make sure that things don't get there. Yeah,
3: put them in a sinkhole. Uh,
1: and even that though, share the share share that information. Is that information shareable so that the rest of us in the world that actually have the the uh, the not the authority but the ability to go the block technology. the technology to go block these things, we can go put those blocks in place. We can coordinate with things like the CTA. You know, so let's
3: look at how this like actually was executed, though. So there was a a, a group of websites that were compromised uh, and whether it was uh, drive by downloading or some other means on those sites, when a user accessed that site, they were infected. Um, And a lot of the exploits in play for were for various vulnerabilities, a lot of different CVEs. But there were some that were actually zero day at the time Project Zero discovered them like they hadn't been seen before. Um, nobody right. had any kind of coverage for these. Well, pretty sure
5: by definition all these were zero days, right? So Were they all zero days?
1: No, no, no. No, no, no. So there's five different exploit chains. Seven exploits for Safari, the browser, five for the kernel and two separate sandbox escapes. Okay, at the time that they reported these to Apple, which by the way was on February 1st, only one of the five exploit chains was a no day. All the rest of them had yeah, been how, disclosed. So
4: all right,
5: so hold on. An exploit chain is not – an exploit chain is a sequence of exploits. Right. So the exploit chain itself is not disclosed or undisclosed or zero-day. The component exploits within them or component vulnerabilities within them are undisclosed or not.
1: Correct. Right. So there's 14 different vulnerabilities that made up these five exploit chains. At the time of discovery – Two of the vulnerabilities were O day. All the okay. rest of them were patched.
5: So they had they had they had seven days to patch two things. Which probably means yes. they killed and some of the why, chains. Yeah.
2: Right. Yeah. So how many of these were on Hong Kong dissidents to be well, able to get that count? Uh,
3: that's actually well that that was gonna be that was where I was kinda kinda trying to direct this. Um, so we I don't know what the websites were. But, I mean, was there any kind of specific targeting, or was this completely indiscriminate, or are we looking for needles in a haystack? It by, was not, it know, was not the indiscriminate.
5: Pot. They was no way that this they was were yeah, The hacked sites no were being used in indiscriminate watering hole attacks against their visitors, which is sort of misleading. So they had populations mm. they were targeting, which is what watering hole kind of much, implies, yeah. but they weren't, like, going after Bob. They're like, anybody interested in whatever the topic was, and I have no idea— I have no information. <laughs> hey, if you want to install Telegram, and in again, I have no information about who or what was targeted <laughs> with this. Right, um, with this, uh, but it looks like it was definitely targeted at at groups of people as opposed to individuals or broadly.
1: Yeah, there's a couple links in here that talks about like different groups that were targeted, um, but it is, I don't think that that it's not a complete collection of information. So, but yeah, I, I 100% agree with Matt. Patch your shit. So so I, 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 you know, I
5: wouldn't wouldn't have helped here, right? That's the whole point.
1: No, I mean that's what it's easy to say. So you got to read through this to kind of understand the the entire thing of it. My point in saying that is, twelve of the fourteen vulnerabilities were patched. So if you were up to date with all of your patches on iOS, you know the chances of you getting hit by the fifth exploit chain, which is where the zero days were, is very low, right? You're safe from
0: the other four, basically, and from the other four four chains of
1: exploits. Correct, right? And so, uh, but they they were very quick to issue a patch for this, um, uh, and and this affected the 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 targets uh, for the fifth exploit chain were eleven point four point one through twelve point one point two. So it was only basically one major version of iOS with a couple patch versions in there but one major version um, and so the the exploit the the code kind of the footprint of this was probably pretty small yeah in the grand scheme of things but Apple does kind of have a uh, you know they get up they do all their iphone or their their big you know, WWDC event, and they always stand up there and talk about like how 90% of people have updated to the latest 12 X thing. So this is like a very even segmented, you know, even smaller than that. This is probably, you know, uh, whatever it is, the 7% of their user base, I'm just making a number up. But even that, like it was targeted to them. So people are like kind of going, Oh my God. um, You know, my, my grandmother's phone was being hacked. No, this was targeted to a certain group of people this was only for certain os's this was only for certain releases of those os's and if you were fully update uh you know the chances of you being exploited by this thing were like slim to basically none um but the flip side of this is no os regardless of what i say is completely (laughs) it's completely secure Right. Nothing, nothing is including iOS. But if you go and read these exploit chains and these vulnerabilities and how Google broke these down, which they did a fantastic job, by the way, you can see just how incredibly difficult it is to get, uh, an exploit working on iOS. And that's super, super critical to point out to, to Apple. Let's
2: let's give them a a moment of credit and kind of the industry as a whole. Like if we think back or look back five or 10 years these sort of chains just weren't needed, right? Right. This is the result of defensive
4: capabilities and operating systems.
2: Yeah, and and secure design and operating systems becoming more and more effective. And so when people say, oh, are we winning or losing the battle? I would say this is proof we're winning. It's proof that the bad guys are having to get more and more complex. It's proof that it's harder and harder to get persistent code execution on hardened devices. Mm -hmm. So while there isn't, A perfectly secure device that we can guarantee is unhackable, it's definitely getting harder and the bar is getting raised every day.
1: And Apple's been patching these all along, right? So if you actually look at the top level um, uh, Google Project Zero blog post on this, there's an image. And if you click on that particular image, it will actually show the breakdown of what uh, OS's from what period of time to what period in time were vulnerable to which chains and what versions of the phone uh, per OS. So, uh, you know, you could see that Apple's been patching these the entire time and they really only announced this uh, to the public or Google only announced this to the public because Apple finally put out this patch for 12.1.4, which was the fifth exploit chain. Did you guys
3: look at and the so, uh,
1: implant teardown?
5: I think
3: oh, that's yeah, super, telling. super cool.
5: It's super cool. Yeah, there's cool. definitely yeah, I mean, some something for teams to chew on if you're looking at that that teardown.
1: Absolutely.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think so. I think the I mean the key here is, you know, keep your stuff as up to date as you possibly can. Yeah. And um yeah. you know, I know I I see th- with we use we use duo, you know, in Talos for uh, our two factor auth stuff and things. And uh that gives you a really good insight into um, what operating systems you know uh, are on people's devices and how up to date they are, right? And you you know you can say yeah from our limited subset of of people because obviously it's a very small number compared to the overall usage. I can tell you right now that um, iPhones are normally the ones who are right up to date with everything, um, and within you know few days of a patch being released by apple pretty much they're all pretty much patched up to date they're,
1: they're
5: that's really a reflection is. of no, the I,
3: ecosystem differences differences exactly I think as much. Yeah. well
1: well and apple auto patches right yes you know as of and, like uh ios 11 and I everybody with an right? iphone gets right,
3: their so. updates directly from apple whereas with android sometimes yeah. they're coming through your carrier or the phone manufacturer yeah, who or, the hell
1: knows you right
3: <laughs> yeah. It's very difficult. I mean, for the Android ones that I you
0: know, when I look at those, they are just all over the place. It's all over the map, right? And and again it like Mitch says, it's down to a lot of it's down to the carrier. And and I think, you know, it it's gonna to have to come to a point where people are gonna to have to get very vocal with the carriers and just tell them, Come on, you know. Get your, get your shit sorted out. Yeah, just right. be
2: a spout for my internet and get off my phone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. All
3: right, guys. We have, we have been going at it for a little while today, so I want to wrap this one up. Uh, Nigel, I'm mm-hmm. going to come to you first today for a, for a closing thought and a parting shot. Are
4: we
2: going to bet on times Mitch's property gets wiped off the map? I, I think that? that's a good idea, yeah. Like a, what's a the
1: over-under, yeah. I,
0: like yeah. I, th- I can see it. Let's see. So right, right now, right now, the National Weather Service... The National Weather Service is predicting uh, uh it hitting Florida on Monday, right? Category 4. No. Yeah. No, that's going to be like, you know, on the Atlantic side and Mitchell lives on the Gulf uh, side. yeah, on the Gulf side of things. So it's got to get up Florida and across and before it gets to Mitchell. So he's probably That's looking at, at what, late Tuesday, Wednesday, before
2: it gets there? Yeah. It's looking yeah. like Tuesday. Do you boy, still have
5: yeah. your webcam, so, Mitchell, up in your backyard so we can watch the hurricane from your house?
2: Yeah. If not, go, go piece yeah. hard one. we already got one. <laughs> yeah.
5: We watched it last time. for
0: science. one so out for us. Yeah, I'm I'm guessing Mitchell's going to be running down the street trying to stop his house from floating away on He's Wednesday hurt afternoon. going to his
4: leg.
2: He's hey, maybe your <laughs> drones will finally blow out of that tree. Didn't you have two of them stuck yeah, in there? Oh yeah, <laughs> I should go down to the
4: park wow. and just Do wait for him to shake through. Through. Yeah,
5: Craig. <laughs> Good
4: combat. So, yeah, the...
3: Uh, maybe the tree will fall down. Yeah, the threat cone has it... Yeah, it, it hopefully, it's going to take a uh, right turn when it hits the Atlantic coast and... We'll just get drenched down the. Rainy I mean, at least you're not hurricane. in Europe this time. Yeah, that was that yeah. was interesting.
1: Yeah, no, I think um, I think you know we we make jokes, but you know, hopefully everybody's fine and safe, and everybody's you know doing the proper things, like when they tell you to evacuate. Evacuate, for Christ's yeah, sake.
3: Don't don't screw around. So on the Atlantic side, it is going to be a strong hit. They're talking about a, a, potentially a Category 4, which is absolutely nothing to yeah. mess with. Like, get the hell out of the yeah, way.
0: it is. Yeah. My, uh, my, my basement's set up ready for you, Mitchell, if you need to
3: evacuate. That's right. Uh, uh, I do, I do your want to give right. a second episode... Uh in a row I want, to give, a, I want yeah. to give a I want to give a a thanks and an appreciation to uh Anthony who has already reached out and told mm-hmm. me to let everybody down here know that uh RTP is is ready and willing if anybody down here needs a place to hide out for a few days. Good One of the best.
1: Anthony, yep. he's a good guy. Yeah.
3: Uh so special appreciation for that, good dude. Uh, but yeah, no, I think we're going to be we'll, we'll, we'll be okay over here in Tampa. It's just going to be uh just going to be a gross few days digging back out. That's all. Uh Nigel, what do you want to have for your closing shot yes, today?
0: Sir. Yeah, I was just going to say, I look forward to the video, Mitchell, of you swimming to the grocery store next Wednesday. <laughs> uh, if you can get that sorted out for us, it would be much appreciated. I'm a, I'm um, a
1: canoe or something.
0: Uh, you know, we've got Burnley tomorrow, and then in two weeks' time, we have uh, Newcastle United. As you know, is um, Mr. Warren Mercer's favorite team.
1: Oh, it's Warren. hard. Hey, voice
0: like because Newcastle player Northern no,
1: no. <laughs> uh,
4: It Sounds just like him. It's amazing. <laughs> We're so
1: good. We are so good. <laughs> Nigel, did I share with you my comedy bit of uh, us in, in Las Vegas? Uh, with no, uh, but it's your closing oh, shot, uh, so go ahead. Okay, no, yeah, wait, go. No, all right, so yeah, no, this is my closing bit. The uh, uh, watching Eric Kula, who is our. Um, uh, Arabic speaker, and he's from Iraq originally. Um, great guy, and uh, Warren Mercer, who's from Northern Ireland, and both of them have thick accents. But they were trying to communicate to each other, and neither one of them could understand each other. But all of us could understand <laughs> what they were saying, and so we were dying, but they couldn't understand what each other were talking about. It was the best. <laughs> That
3: that is just about right.
1: I only and I had tears running down our face. we were laughing. I've got an sober. idea for the team meeting on Tuesday.
3: <laughs> Matt, what's up? You're up, sir. What is your parting shot or closing thought today?
5: So there's been like a bad development uh, in uh, in my life. Uh, I have been quoted in a newspaper article. I saw this. <laughs> I've been quoted off of my Twitter timeline. <laughs>
1: Oh
5: no, bad thing. no! So, which you know, just like every large company, like Cisco has uh a social media policy, and like we're you know, I have, I'm pretty sure in there that I have that I don't know, I may or may not have in it.
1: My thoughts yeah. are mine. Yeah.
5: <laughs> so, um, but yeah, not only that, um yeah, my opinions are mine, or, or kind of what I have in there, but. Uh, not only that, he just references me as uh, Matthew, only a researcher at Talos. So. <laughs> oh. I mean, which, that's not wrong. Which Excellent. is an insult to researchers at Talos, <laughs> to be honest.
4: Because literally, I just. Had,
5: uh, I, I've, I've had to go through. Um, I'm looking for some stuff to, to answer a question okay. that's come in. And I found some old Razorback code um, where oh, I had written. Man. And I'm not saying I'm not mm-hmm. saying this is a good idea, and I would not encourage anybody to do this. But I did this at the time um, for our initial proof of concept. I wrote a um, a PDF parser in C. Um, they did a whole bunch of interesting things. Uh, um, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I
4: remember
5: that. Yeah. Yep. I have no idea what any of that code does. Like I could not do that now. <laughs> I used to be so f- <laughs> smart, and now I'm just. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> All I do is answer emails and take phone calls. Like I don't do anything smart anymore. So no, I'm just a stupid director of threat intelligence at Cisco. I don't do research. My people do. They're amazing. They're smarter than I am. You know. I just. I just
3: wait, wait, Matt, Matt. What was the quote?
5: Uh oh, it wasn't bad. Um, well, well, it was that the French thing? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I had said that you know this is something that police had long wanted to do but were hesitant to do or something like that. Which has been my experience in talking to law enforcement and on these issues. Um, Not to say that that no one's ever done it before, but it comes up more frequently than it happens. For sure.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I laughed when you posted that. I laughed. I was like,
5: (laughs) "Well." And so again, back to what we had said earlier. The way way I found out about that is I got a message from our, our PR firm that was sort of like, "Hey, just to let you know." You know, in terms of yeah. visibility now, like you have reporters you, looking at your timeline, you've
1: reached that critical level. Yeah. And,
5: and and Tony's a super nice guy, and he would never say anything directly. But I think part of it was like, how about you chill the f- out a little on your timeline? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, uh, you post, Matt,
3: then? let's talk about your zero chill on Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> this is
5: pretty bad. <laughs> what here's what's worse is is that is heavily filtered from shit that I would want to say. It's true. Speaking of,
0: of zero chill on Twitter to Mitchell um, isn't it time for Craig
3: isn't it time for Craig
5: I mean it's always time for Craig yeah
3: yeah no no yeah Craig's up next he's right he's like a Klondike
5: bar oh okay all right Twitter captain
2: what's your
3: closing thought parting shot captain Twitter
2: uh, I would urge people to not go execute code on machines that they don't own because, you know, it could be controlling a robot inside somebody's heart and shit. Just, <laughs> just a idea. thought.
5: <laughs> to, wait, are Truth. you saying the country of France tried to kill your father? <laughs>
1: <laughs> We're not saying correlation is causation. We're just saying. Yeah,
2: yeah.
5: I'm not saying they did or they
0: didn't. It's I'm just, awfully you know. suspicious. Oh, God, I'm just saying that f- the country of France
3: better watch out. They don't want to get hit by you know any Krogware. <laughs> Krogware's yeah, the soon. worst. Oh man, once you get Craig's installer on you, you can't get it off. Oh, no,
1: it's like a bad germ. You
5: delete all your cheese recipes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, did I tell you guys? Did I tell you guys about the uh, thing that my wife found out the other week about about the dog? Yeah, so she found out the other week that that. We have um, a couple of English mastiffs, and, and the, the biggest one is he's kind of a big chicken, right? You know, he kind of he's is uh, a bit of a scaredy cat, right? And usually when things happen, he comes running to me and he stands behind me and you know, like looks around you like to see what's going on. He gets brave then. Uh, but I was out and <laughs> my wife was home, and uh, we had a bit of a thunderstorm come through, and it was a bit loud, and he doesn't like thunderstorms. And um, he was in the kitchen, apparently, uh, and he got a little bit in distress and got his tail stuck in the, in in a handle to one of the kitchen. Oh, shit. Did he rip the door off? (laughs) Which, of course, which, of course, freaked him out a little bit. The cabinet was fine, but.
3: He didn't break his tail, did he?
0: Apparently, when he gets like this and he gets really scared, uh. Dogs have a um, a couple of scent glands oh. in their. Bunk. Oh, yep, right, <laughs> right, and uh, usually that's how dogs like leave their scent. You know, they'll go and poop somewhere, and then their scent will be on whatever. That's yeah. how they do things. Anyway, these these glands apparently, when he gets a bit scared like that, just kind of evacuate. <laughs> 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 so, but no, but no poop. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Just these glands, are, and, and you can't, and it, and it, it's colorless. But apparently, it stinks to does high it, But it does it smell? So like I it? mean,
5: literally, the same thing happened. No, the th- same no. thing happened to me when our PR firm told me that a reporter had quoted me off my Twitter timeline. I yeah. just <laughs> evacuated. <laughs> <You're>, <laughs> you
1: spray <purple laughs> your
5: you're <laughs> everywhere.
0: Your anal glands, your anal scent glands, express themselves, and there's
5: everyone. I've yeah. told that story <laughs> yeah. to. Their first question is which tweet. <laughs> <laughs> that was super that was, accurate. That
3: was exactly my first question when you brought that up. I mean, I get sent a bunch of crap from you on Twitter. We talk a bunch of crap on Twitter. Like that was that's pretty terrifying. As
5: long as they never quote the tweets that I send you, Mitchell, <laughs> would be fine. Out of yeah. band. That would be awful. Well, I want
3: to take yeah, no. a quick minute and tease some uh, stuff that we're going to have coming up. Like, we're working on a, a project right now that we're going to have some really exciting news about in the coming month or so. It uh, yeah, has a code name some, and everything. Yeah. Well, oh, don't with the code names. You've already
1: talked <laughs> Yay, about it. Yay, I triggered Nigel.
5: <laughs> oh, yeah. Low bar. God. There Joel. i hit those there things. We
3: but we have some exciting stuff coming up in the coming weeks for you guys on the podcast with those kind of announcements. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, take a listen
1: to all of our past episodes. You have a lot yeah, of catch catching up. up to do. Yeah. yeah, otherwise
5: you don't know the character arc. No, yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. right.
1: Just binge oh, listen to all of our nonsense. You'll be dumber when you're done. Remember how crazy
3: it was in the first episodes when, like, Craig just interrupted everybody all the time. And <laughs>
4: God, <laughs> <laughs> all right, Craig Wait, Williams, will
5: I love you. <laughs>
3: Join us next time, and
4: we will see you soon. And until then, cheers.